0: Hello, I am Manita Ahmed, and I'm here to talk about unequal funding in New York City schools and how we can make it better for all students. Parents, how long will we continue to let the funding system fail our kids? How long will it take for every child in New York City schools to receive the proper resources they need? Is it really fair that schools largely receive funds from property tax? Children who have been lucky enough to be born in a wealthy family will get a better education and quality of life than those born in poorer districts. That is by no means a fair system. Some critics may argue that most funds come from the state and federal government anyway. Incorrect! Let's break it down. The federal government provides only 7%. This percentage should be higher since our country has a GDP of $19.4 trillion and relies on an educated population. The state provides 37% of the funds. However, most of the time, the full amount of these funds never reaches schools. And in the past, anytime there has been an economic downfall, the school funding is what suffers massive cuts. For example, from 2007 to 2009, when the recession hit the economy, school funding was reduced. At the beginning of the year, Governor Cuomo pledged to give the full promised amount to schools, which would bring funding up to $28.1 billion. However, can we trust the government to ensure 100% of these funds reach schools who deeply need them, or is it just another empty promise? We need to make sure all schools are heard. The city provides 57% of the funds. Where does the money come from? You may have guessed it, property tax revenue. Wealthy school districts get more funding simply because their parents make more money. While in poor districts, they can barely get the funds for basic school supplies. Funding for schools goes through the governor's office, then to school districts, and then finally to our schools. But the amount, as we all know, is not always sufficient. In the past, there have been many movements to try and equalize funding over all school districts and fix this inequality. For instance, in 2009, a case was sent out by parents to the Supreme Court. In the Hussain vs. New York battle, a group of parents were fed up with their children's school being undefended. They took their case to the Supreme Court. The parents won the battle and $5.5 billion was given to their schools. However, they are still owed $3.9 billion. The defendants continuously claim that the school funding system is, and I quote, not so inadequate as to deprive students of a sound basic education and that the state is not legally responsible for such failure because the cure lies in eliminating the socioeconomic conditions facing certain students. They are continuously trying to put the blame on these kids who are struggling in school instead of owning up to their shortcomings. They refuse admitting the system is corrupt and improvements need to be made. In 2007, the Fair Funding Student Formula was designed to change funding from a staffing-based system to a system that was based on student needs. As an older sister to three young siblings, I know that the school system is not giving all kids the resources they need. New York is considered high spending when it comes to public education, yet our schools that express high levels of need receive the lowest funding. How is that supposed to be fair for all students? The School Allocation Memoranda, which is part of this formula, gives funds to schools they deem eligible and qualify for it. So, Brooklyn Tech students qualify for funds to support their robotics club as they are deemed high-achieving and in need of those funds to help them excel further, while Erasmus High School barely receives funds for extra textbooks. Title I is another program, part of the fair student funding formula they put out in the early 2000s, which was supposed to help schools with large concentration of low-income students. It was supposed to help English second language learners, students with disabilities, struggling students, and any other student who is in need. But again, it has to be an amount the government deems adequate to receive the funds, so unless a school is on the verge of collapse, they will not receive any benefits. Many schools in the middle-class districts suffer due to this. A teacher from PS38 at My Little Cousin's School argues that We need bilingual teachers to help our new wave of Middle Eastern immigrant students But the state will not give us Title I or the funds because we are not considered an extremely low-income school And we do not qualify for other scholarships because our students are not excelling at the qualifying rate They are not given Title I because they do not have enough students who need the help But there are still students who need assistance from Title I The students on the short end of the stick are given less motivation to succeed, have teachers with fewer qualifications, and a less rigorous curriculum. This cannot continue. The state does a terrible job in distributing the money relative to poverty and need. We can no longer continue to fail our students. All schools should be given the proper resources, staff, and environment to succeed. How can we ensure this? 1. We need to decrease dependence on local property tax to fund education. Two, make assistant programs available in all schools no matter their economic status. Three, federal and state government should allocate more money for public education. <laughs> Parents, we need to rally together and make our voices heard to ensure that legislators meet these requirements to better our education system, because a person's education can determine the rest of their life course. Let's make sure all students receive equal opportunity. Thank you for listening. Parents, how long will we continue to let the funding system fail our kids? How long will it take for every child in New York City schools to receive the proper resources they need? Is it really fair that schools largely receive funds from property tax? Children who have been lucky enough to be born in a wealthy family will get a better education and quality of life than those born in poorer districts. That is by no means a fair system. Some critics may argue that most funds come from the state and federal government anyway. Incorrect. Let's break it down.